I think it is absolutely clear Brian Harson won media days, and it's not what he said, it's how he said it. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. My voice is almost shot, but man, what an incredible week at SEC Media Days. And yesterday, what an incredible day for the Auburn Tigers. Brian Harson won SEC Media Days. The trend all offseason for the Auburn Tigers has been down, 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 down. Five and seven, lucky to make a bowl game. That trend over the last week at SEC Media Days, I think it's gone. I think it's behind us. But first things first, Brian Harson will join the show in a few minutes. But we got to react to what he said on the main stage. We have to do that. He stepped up and the rain started pouring down. And then he started taking his shots. Second time here and uh, excited to be here. And uh, I know some of you uh, out there looking at me didn't expect me to be here. So as soon as I heard that, as soon as he said that, I thought, hmm, well, when I predicted, okay, this is what Brian Harson needs to do to win SEC Media Days last week when we did the show, I guess it was on Monday. I said he needs to not acknowledge what happened earlier in the offseason and he needs to keep it all about football. Football, 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 this roster, the depth chart, keep it all about the team. And seconds into his discussion, he brings up or refers to what happened earlier this offseason. And boy, I was wrong. And man, Brian Harson was absolutely right. Here's why this is a big deal. Obviously, it's good if you acknowledge everything that happened, the debacle, it didn't work, I'm still here, I want to be the head coach at Auburn. That's fantastic. But the biggest thing in all of this is that the Brian Harson we saw yesterday is not the Brian Harson we saw 365 days ago. He's adapting. The first year in the SEC, he has risen above all of it. And that's what we said on this show when all the stuff was happening in February was the best case scenario was Brian Harson makes it out of this and he learns from everything that happened in his first season at Auburn. And we did it. We saw that yesterday. Here's what he really said that was just like, wow, this guy's ticked off. This guy's frustrated and he's okay putting it out there. There was an inquiry. It was uncomfortable. It was unfounded. Uh, and it uh, presented an opportunity for people to, you know, personally attack me, my family, uh, and also our program. And, and it didn't work. So right now, uh, our focus is on moving forward. And what came out of that inquiry uh, were a lot of positive. There was a silver lining in all of this because what I saw from our players and our coaches was leadership opportunities for them to step up, which is exactly what they did. And it didn't work. He's calling out the folks. He's calling out the folks that came after him. 
And he said, hey, the powers that be, some of them wanted me gone. And it didn't work. So for all the folks that say he doesn't want to be at Auburn, you cannot say that anymore. You can't. You absolutely can't. But the craziest thing that happened yesterday wasn't even all of that. Brian Harson, I mean, he's it's a different person. This is a guy that they were Auburn was late leaving. There were so many folks that wanted to talk to Coach Harson and these players that they were late leaving. And I think 365 days ago, they would have just left on time. And most people wouldn't have blamed him for it. But he spent a few minutes with everybody that wanted to talk to him. You talk about wanting to be more approachable. You talk about likability. He's going on everybody's favorite radio show or podcast that showed up to Atlanta to hear him talk. He wouldn't have done that 365 days ago. And you you think about the the narrative that emerged Friday or February uh, with all of the you know the disaster essentially that Auburn put itself through. The biggest thing was how unlikable Brian Harson was, right? That's what everybody said. Nobody wants to play for him. Nobody wants to work for him. And as I was leaving SEC Media Days yesterday, I heard three different shows. One was a relevant market. Two were just folks outside of it, outside of uh, the state of Alabama. They were talking about how likable and how it was impossible not to love Brian Harson. This turn is incredible, and it's been perfectly crafted by Brian Harson, by the leaders, and we'll hear from John Samuel Shanker later in today's show. We'll hear from Derek Hall next week. I mean, just, just folks that are speaking up on behalf of this team, on behalf of this locker room, there is just so much to like about the current state of Auburn football at this point in the offseason. A lot of things changed in the last week. I think a lot of things changed. And I'll touch on more of that in just a moment. But first things first, I asked Brian Harson when he sat down with me on Radio Row for a few minutes. I asked him what the biggest difference was from this year to from last year. And also, give me an ideal timeline for the starting quarterback decision. And I think his answer is pretty interesting. That coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the best place for all of your sports wagering. MLB will be back next week from the All Star break. There will be a ton of live betting opportunities. And I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if lines move at all for futures and win totals um, after uh, Media Week season, after the you know talking season is over. So be sure to check all that out at Bet Online. Where the game starts. And joining us now here on Locked on Auburn at Auburn head football coach, Brian Harson. Coach, uh, now versus a year ago, this is your second SEC media days. What's the biggest difference between the two? Oh, I mean, there's a lot of the same questions and, and sure. a lot of the same things about his, uh, just expectations. But um, I think it's more about our team. I think it's more about knowing our football team better coming into this event uh, than I did before. And so uh, and let, let me just say something about SEC Media Days. You guys all do such a phenomenal job of just getting the coaches in, 
uh, being very efficient. I think there's a lot of great questions that are asked here, and, and you're, you're gathering information for the season. And so, you know, I completely understand that. But our biggest difference is we know our football team better, and we got great leadership now uh, here representing us. Tank Bigsby, John Samuel Shanker, all right, Derek Hall. I mean, those guys are, are phenomenal people that are doing a great job representing us. So uh, it's really just about us. We know our team. We know what we've been doing. We know the things that are important to us, and and we're ready to get ready. We're ready to get started in fall camp and get things going. And uh, you know, this is just that event every single year that just reminds you like it's coming right and and that's where we are right now so once i leave here and get off the plane it's going to be like okay it's time yep yep absolutely uh coach i'm sure you're tired of getting questions about this but the quarterback battle what's the ideal timeline for figuring out who wins the job yeah whenever it's right yeah (laughs) sure you know it's uh i've heard something a long time ago my dad and drag racing and all that do you want it right do you want it right now you know i mean it's just It's one of those things. So uh, we're going to get it right. Those guys are working very hard. Uh, we have awesome uh, young men that are competing at that position, and they all have their strengths, and they're all doing a lot of things to, to really improve in some areas they need to. But once we get into uh, the end of fall camp, we'll make that decision going into the first game, and, and uh, we'll announce it, and we'll make sure everybody knows. And, and you got to do that properly, too. I think it's, it's earned sure. you know, by the players at that position as well. And, and – uh, but at the same time, you know, it's it's really who goes out there and wins it because no, nobody's really going to lose that. It's just a matter of getting out there, winning it. And and those other guys always have to stay ready and prepared. So in my opinion, I mean, we got some really good options at the quarterback position. And, and those guys, they've been working extremely hard to, to put themselves in a position to win that competition. Thank you, Coach, for your time. Best of luck to you. All right. Thank you, War Eagle. Great stuff from Brian Harson. Yeah, it wasn't super specific as far as the, the timeline. That makes sense. I don't think that surprises anyone. But still, really, really cool to, to finally get him on. That was, um, that was nice of him to do that. Something that I thought was interesting, and I haven't aired all of these. I've recorded them all but at Media Days, and I've aired like Takeo Spikes and um, you know Joe Tessitore and Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart. They've all been on the show this, this past week. And then like Peter Burns, I talked to him. He'll, he'll be on the show next week. But I'm asking all of them, like, what are proper expectations for this football team? And guys, the the majority of folks that I'm now talking to that are saying, you know, all right, they're they're college football experts. They supposedly know more about this sport than anyone else. Is they're now saying eight and four, like across the board. And this is a, this is a change that I think has happened over like the last two weeks. Phil Steele put out his magazine and he was higher on Auburn than, than most folks are. And all of a sudden you're seeing more and more access to some of these college football experts uh, and, you know, that, that work for SEC network and ESPN. And you ask them what proper expectations should be, not what the upside of the season could be, but proper expectations for a fan base. And pretty much across the board, they're saying eight and four. And just weeks ago, it was five and seven lucky to make a bowl game. This is just a trend that, to be honest, I did not see coming. And I don't really know what's happened outside of, because I did all of these before Brian Harson spoke, so it wasn't anything like that. But I think people are starting to gain faith in Zach Calzada. I think folks are starting to look at all of the returning experience on both sides of the football on this roster, offense and defensive line, 
And there's folks that are now starting to talk themselves into the fact that Auburn can overachieve based on, you know, this five and seven mark Vegas, listen to them at five and a half on bet online. It's now moved to six, but I still think people are hitting the over on that. And, you know, this pivotal game, game three, when Auburn hosts Penn State, pretty much everybody that I t- actually literally everyone I talked to about that game, whether they came on this show or I went on their show and we talked about this matchup because Auburn Penn State is huge. Everyone I spoke to, easily double digit amount of shows that discussed this. They all pick Penn, uh, they all pick Auburn to win that game. And just to me, the 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 trend has totally reversed from where it was a few weeks ago. And it doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. But I've said this a million times. Auburn and Brian Harson are fighting a perception battle. And I think the perception this week tilted in Auburn and Brian Harson's favor. And that is a win. That is absolutely a huge, huge, huge win. Some other notes that I think are worth mentioning. Uh, Brian Harson talked to local media before taking the main stage at SEC Media Days. A f- official reporting for camp will be on August 4th, and then they will start their first practice on August 5th. Not a super big deal, but the fact of like we're two weeks away from fall camp is super, super exciting, and it's so close. And then the last member of this uh, this roster will uh, will be Keontae Scott, and he will be done and graduated and academically good to go to start fall camp on time. And then he was asked about injuries, and the only one I believe that he mentioned was Craig McDonald. He's got a minor ankle injury, the the transfer from Iowa State that I'm really, really high on. He's really the only one that they highlighted that had a minor injury, but I bet he practices. He may just have a yellow jersey on. So really, really, like all in all of, you know, you're, you're missing a few scholarship players just because they didn't really fill out the roster, but they're dang close. But the fact that they're so healthy is tremendous, absolutely tremendous. But those were a few notes that he gave local media before taking the main stage. John Samuel Shanker, Auburn tight end, joins the show next right here on Locked On Auburn. And now joining us here on Locked On Auburn, Auburn tight end, John Samuel Shanker. Welcome back on the the show in person this time. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's finally good to be face-to-face. Yeah, absolutely, bud. Absolutely. Media days, uh, is it what you expected? Uh, More, actually. It was kind of a whirlwind at first, you know, bouncing from um, section to section, but now it's... It's pretty cool just bouncing around these radio stations and getting to talk to everyone and yeah. all the Auburn representatives as well. So it's been awesome. That's cool, man. That's cool. What, what did it mean when uh, when the coaching staff asked you if you wanted to do this? Well, they asked me – actually, they asked me the week of my wedding, and I was like, that's great, but I have a little more I need to work <laughs> on right now. And uh, so right after my uh, my wedding, Coach Harson reached out and told me that uh, – that I was invited, he invited me. And that's such an honor, especially from your head coach. Totally. To be able to represent Auburn here. Uh, and what a memory. I mean, I remember this, you know, being able to come here. Yeah. So it's really awesome to be a part. That's cool, man. That's cool. So uh, a big, I guess, I guess a big talking point that's emerged from Coach Harson's comments earlier today was about how, you know, after all the stuff that happened earlier this offseason happened, this team became really unified. And, and you talked about this um, 
on the show a few months ago, but how has that trend continued now that spring is behind us and you guys are kind of working out throughout the summer? Yeah, and like I said before, that is a huge – I think it was a huge plus for us. And it brought everyone together because we're all pushing for the same thing. We all wanted Coach Harson to come back. Right. And we knew that was best for Auburn and best for our team this year. And when that happened, we, we realized what we had and the love that we had for each other was growing. And to have that now and to be pushing towards a season and we're into summer and we've had a great summer. Um, and everybody's on the same page and everybody enjoys coming to workouts and sure. enjoying practice. And that's when you have that, it creates a loving and amazing environment and that creates success. And that's what we're looking for. So obviously there's leaders that, you know, the, the three of you that are here today, you tank Derek, who else has kind of stepped up and been a vocal leader this off season? Well, you, I would say, I mean, honors Carlson, I think is one of our best leaders and you might not see it a lot. Cause you know, as a kicker, you don't get the light as much on, day-to-day workouts and things, but I think he's such a leader on our team. The way he's come back from his ACL. and yeah, How's he doing with that? Is he's that, doing that great. great. He's doing great. I'm sure I've seen some videos. He is kicking. He's doing well. Good. And, I mean, just a testament to his hard work and what he uh, – his trust in the Lord and ability to come back and hopefully be completely healthy by the season. Um, but then you got Nick Brahms as well. And then on the defensive side, you know, you got Nehemiah Pritchett, Jalen Simpson, Owen Papo, who's a great leader on our team, a team captain last year. Colby Wooden. I mean, there's so many guys, so many veteran guys that you can lean on that'll that'll help with this team and um, throughout the season. Even Echo Leota, who's only been here a year and a half now. Yeah, that I dude's mean, an absolute unit, man. Dude, that guy, he put on some weight, and he is he's yeah. the real deal now. Yeah, he him looks and totally D, different. Him and D Hall. I mean, good luck. I mean, not to block him every day, but you got to block him on Saturdays. Oh, and then one of those guys comes off the field. Uh, Dylan Brooks is coming at you. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I love our edge guys, our D line. But, yeah, I mean, just the hard work that we put in this offseason um, is, is really going to show. That fly is all yeah, over you, man. What's going on with that? Um, this tight end room, though, I mean, it's loaded. It's loaded so much that Landon King moved the wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, that and that was best, um, we thought, for our team because he is a good wide receiver and he can help us in that area. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, our, our tight end room, it's awesome. I mean, to be a part of that and to – we're pushing each other so much and we play with each other so long. Sure. That now – you have the opportunity to to do it one more time and knowing what we did last year and how we can capitalize on that uh, is truly something we do not take for granted. We're very excited about that. Who's somebody in the tight end room that we're not talking about? Frazier, Brandon Frazier. Uh, I think everyone talks about Fromm and Deal. Sure. Um, but Frazier is – he's an unbelievable talent. He's 6'7", so long guy, yeah. athletic, can catch the ball, can block. I mean, he's going to be a huge part of it this year. I mean, we have four guys. We could run – four tight end personnel if we wanted to. I mean, that's just our confidence. And even the future of the position with, with Micah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's deep. And Coach Bedell's done a great job of being able to utilize that. Um, and he keeps working hard on recruiting and things like that. But it's, yes, it's a special group. We're very excited about our, our opportunity. Everybody's kind of counting you guys out right now. Is that something you guys feed off of? Do you even pay attention to it? Is it even discussed? Or is it is it kind of, you know, message board material? How do you guys handle all that? Yeah, we don't. We don't really talk about it. I mean, we understand where we sure. see it, right? And But we focus on what we can work on, what we can get better at. And we have the guys on the team that we've known that have been here for so long, they experienced last year, mm -hmm. and understand what happened. We were 6-2 and two, sitting very comfortably. Sure. Yeah. And just fell off. And to have guys that are still here that know that feeling, Tank, D-Hall, and all the other guys that were here last year, that's a, I think that's a big advantage for us going into this year is – knowing what we did last year and how to fix it.
Totally. Totally. Thank you for your time, man. Congrats for everything to, for the wedding. And, and obviously this upcoming season is going to be great for you. Thank you very much. War Eagle. Thank you so much to John Samuel Shanker. Thank you so much to coach Brian Harson. And thank you so much to the SEC for hosting an outstanding week of SEC Media Days. Hope you guys enjoyed the coverage. If you did, come back next week because there's a ton of other stuff. Derek Hall, Roger McCreary, and several other folks like Peter Burns that I spoke to that I did not have time to just jam all this content into just five shows this past week. So more stuff will come on Monday. We will see you then. Until then. Check out the Locked on Auburn Discord. It is free. ton of information in there. Constant Auburn chatter happening in there. Just search uh, in the episode description down below and click the link. Uh, super easy. All of my written work, auburndaily.com. And until Monday, this has been Locked on Auburn.